0: Well then, wasn't that good? Welcome to this week's Red Voices. Ewan and Rich here a few hours after United smashed four past Newcastle United and we think, we think, that Paul Pogba might have had something to do with it. Rich, that was fun. You remember fun?
1: It was fun for an hour, wasn't it? The first the first half an hour wasn't particularly fun, but thereafter it was an absolutely wonderful watch, wasn't it?
0: It was a relative smorgasbord of good things.
1: And, and as you said, Paul Pogba appears to be the missing link. Who knew?
0: Um, I didn't. No. No, I did. That's a lie.
1: But
0: yeah, back on track, huh? Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, it's difficult to say the gauntlet had been thrown down, but I guess Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, and uh, City all winning earlier on left us third and eleven points behind. So we kind of had to win. A really, really encouraging afternoon's work in the end. You know, it wasn't the greatest in the first sort of twenty-five minutes or so, but I felt United really grew into that game. Well, you know, eventually. Once that front four started to click of Lukaku and Martial and Rashford and Matter, once then after the the halftime break we started playing in that four four two formation, we've really started to get the best out of pretty much everyone on the pitch. You know, and Pogba, mm. what a what a surprise that he comes back into the team when we suddenly instantly look like a much better creative and attacking unit.
1: Exactly. I mean, you can look at it two ways. One one we can be thank thank the Lord we've got him at the club, which he had it. At least one year, probably two years under Van Gaal, we really didn't have a truly exceptional footballer. So we should be eternally grateful we've got him. But also, obviously, on the flip side, the the knowledge that we really are so reliant on him.
0: I mean, I guess the really good thing you could say about it is that whilst there were certainly occasions last year when Mourinho was perhaps guilty of running his best players into the ground and not taking them off and giving them a little bit of time off when he could have done when we were in good winning situations, he did that tonight. You know, he took him off on 69 minutes, it was. Gave Pogba a rest, presumably with an eye on the many, many games that we have now coming up between now and the end of the year. So nice to see him protecting him. You know, Mourinho has been very, very cautious and yeah, completely unwilling to discuss any sort of length of Pogba's injury, the impact or anything, perhaps because he was trying to save his other players from feeling too much of the pressure. But it's ob- it was obvious this afternoon, wasn't it? Just how much we've missed him, you know, just... A midfielder who looks to pass forward quickly, who can drive, who can dribble. The creation of that first goal is just all on him. Just yeah. wonderful to have him back and to have that spark and to just enjoy the matches again. I'm not saying that the entire period since Pogba got injured back in September has you know, been an absolute terrible slog, but that last batch of matches in between the last international break was particularly tricky to get through. You know, We were playing, there we, was lack of verve, lack of creativity, and it just wasn't very enjoyable to watch. And instantly, as soon as Pogba's come back into the side, United look better, they look like they're enjoying themselves more, and they scored some great goals today.
1: I think it was a red-letter day for more than just Pogba coming back. I mean, of all the things we've been talking about over the last, whatever it is, seven or eight weeks, when we've been without Pogba, and we've really struggled. Obviously, there's Pogba, but there's you know there's been a continual debate as to whether we should be starting Martial and Rashford. Um, which we did for the first time tonight, which was a, another reason to, to purr at the at the, the up And then obviously seeing Ibrahimovic on the bench and Rocco on the bench, you know, it was a it was a real feel good element to the to the lineup. And we, I think I said on Twitter that you know we spent the last two weeks dreaming of all these things that we we'd really love to see. We'd love to see Pogba. We'd love to see Rashford Rashford, Martial, and Ibrahimovic back. We got them all in one game. And if we if we'd not performed, then. You know all those dreams, all the all the all the hope that we'd had over the last couple of months would have been would have been shattered. But as it, you know, that first half an hour it looked like we might be in trouble. But after that, really, I think I don't think the game could have, aside from Ibrahimovic scoring, I don't think the game could have panned out in a better way for United.
0: No, I think the Martial getting that goal when he did 37 minutes you know not too far before half time i think that helped a lot because it was vital
1: wasn't it absolutely vital yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah i mean how many times have we seen united go a goal down over the last few years and struggle to get back into the game and maybe carve out a draw or something but what not only did we get the equalizer we then looked to create more and to try and hit newcastle quickly again and we managed the second goal just be- well in stoppage time into the, the first half you know big moments you know they managed that game quite well despite going down in Particularly ridiculous circumstances. I mean, I, I guess we'll go there now, just just for you know, sort of chronological order. Bless him, Victor Lindelof. He looks, he reminds me when he's playing in the Premier League of me. Anytime time I had the ball, playing eleven a side, just absolutely goddamn terrified.
1: <laughs> I, I have a little bit of sympathy for him. Particularly on the uh, on the goal. You know, it's essentially, most of the danger that Newcastle posed in the first half first half an hour or so. Was coming down our left hand side, and,
0: mm, and Smalling it, and Young were not on it. Well, Ashley yeah, <clears throat> really,
1: Young ultimately had a, a significant impact on the game in an attacking sense, but defensively, he was poison for most, you know, most of that first half. Certainly, you know, we, we, he and Smalling were just getting cut apart. I I, I don't know how much we should blame Lindelof or not. I don't know whether he should, his balance should have been better. I don't know if he should have anticipated the pullback better. But ultimately, it's just unfortunate for him that it, you know he was the one that we saw slip and then. Essentially, there were three Newcastle players waiting to put it in, and I mean, it's a really good goal from Dwight Gale, who's consistently showed himself not good enough for the Premier League, but too good for the Championship, and so letting him score Old Trafford was a bit of a bit galling to me, anyway. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, well, to you personally, of course, it's a slight against the good can name, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a bit of a shock to the system, really, wasn't it? You know, it wasn't on the script. You know, all the pre-match talk had been the fact that Ibrahimovic was back, Pogba was back. This was a very, very attacking lineup, and United just took a little while to click into gear. And, you know, Newcastle taking the lead was not in the script. And but it was
1: coming, wasn't it? That, goal, that goal had been coming. Yeah. And a, and a second one could have come, you know, very quickly afterwards. I
0: thought they were having so much joy down our left flank. It was ridiculous. You know, we, we clearly didn't tighten up on there whatsoever. It was really tricky for us to cope with their pace, you know, and having not seen a lot of Newcastle, it struck me how frequently they ended up with space and were able to swarm forward so quickly. You know, they were, they managed that first half particularly well, I thought, you know, apart from them, you know, I guess it's a bit daft that they ended up actually being behind to a certain extent because it did start really well. But I guess you've got to give us credit for the way that, you know, after that rough period of matches, one winning four league game, struggling to score goals, struggling to create a couple of bad results in that sort of situation, I guess we're used to some heads dropping, but, It never really seemed like United let their fear get the best of them in this sort of match, which is great because you want to see that. You don't want to be dropping points to, you know, no disrespect intended, but a team like Newcastle have just come back up from the championship, not with the weapons that we've got. And, you know, eventually the pressure did tell. And a great, great goal to get us back into the game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, You know, Pogba just did the fullback, didn't he? About three times before he crossed it.
0: It was that no look touch just before the cross.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Martial rose like a it was like it was a sheer esque finish, wasn't it?
0: And yeah, it was great.
1: You know, there's another string to his bow. He got the dribbling down to a tee, but but that was a that was a centre forwards goal, as we said, really really important because I think if we hadn't scored before half time, then that game could have really dragged and been very high pressure and quite messy. But once we scored, I think Newcastle their heads dropped a bit and we clearly gained in a lot of confidence. So it wasn't mm-hmm. enormously surprising, even if it was particularly unfair on Newcastle that we scored again before half-time.
0: Yeah, and Ashley Young popping up with a second assist of the season, I guess that is. I mean, maybe I might be missing one, but regardless, great cross and Chris Smalling there to smash in the second.
1: Well, smashed doesn't matter, downward-headed in. But um, the thing about Ashley Young is he's clearly a conundrum. We've seen in other games, but he obviously looks like a winger is playing left-back. So particularly in the first half today, defensively, he was absolutely abysmal. But we've also seen how much he offers going forward, and he's clearly United's best cross of the ball. And I think again, it really highlights how in need of a proper left back we are. You know, really high quality left back that can get up and down the pitch and provide things going forward, and and be relatively sound defensively. Patrice Evra was never the greatest defender, but he was so comp- you know so. Compton going forward that he kind of made out for it but Ashley Young I get of the options we've 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 got Ashley Young's done the best you know I think he's probably performed the best so he's he's joining on the spot and he was another really really good cross for the second goal yeah
0: it was a really nice well worked move you know just took the corner there kept the pressure up and you know considering how we reacted to going down probably on the balance of play deserved to go in ahead and then when we came up with the second half what was it the uh the change to four four two. That really seemed to settle us down to the point where we didn't look anywhere near as vulnerable and Matic and Pogba essentially took control of the game from there and the front four just had an absolute riot for the next twenty five minutes, half an hour, wasn't it great?
1: Yeah, it was. I think um I think it was the fact that Newcastle lined up with a four four two that knocked us out of our stride a bit. I don't think we probably expected them to go as, as attacking as that at Old Trafford. But once as you say, once we, once we change formation ourselves and then you're basically matching up exactly the same player for player and clearly United have the far better players Um, and I think the the front six all had really really good games but not everything Rashford did came off but he ultimately beautifully assisted the the third goal Matic I I love watching Matic I love the way he receives the ball in midfield and the way he he turns and twists away without almost effortlessly shielding the ball and, and looking for options he's just so calm on the ball and you know again Martial had a very, very good game, and Lukaku ultimately got his, got his goal as well. I mean, that front six really turned up in that second
0: half. One more to mention as well was Matter, You know, it was interesting to see Mkhitaryan completely dropped from the squad. I mean, one of those instances where you sort of think, oh, hold on a minute, it seems like Mourinho spotted something that we've seen. Oh, that's great, fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, Matter fully warranting of that selection. You know, he put in a better shift than Mkhitaryan has done for some weeks, I thought. I think he covered more in in that main period of the game that he was in. I think he came after what seventy five minutes, was it? He covered about more ground than anyone. He, which is mad. He, he was all over it. You know, he was looking sharp. He was looking quick, and his use of the ball at the moment. Well, no, his use of the ball in general makes him such an asset when United are playing like this. And I guess it's you know symptomatic of the fact that Mourinho is more than happy for United to play with this sort of style and panache when he's got Pogba because he knows that. Pod was gonna put the effort in when we're not on the ball, and he also knows that he's such a creative force that he can let the team push a bit further forward, which suits matters so much. You know, even when he got pushed out at the start of the second half to the right hand flank, he was still able to drift inside and there was so much swapping between him, Martial, and Rashford, it made it really difficult for Newcastle to pick us up. And we just carved out so many great chances and there was so much great build up. Probably that third, the third and fourth goals tied for the best, but the third one was such a wonderful move.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, Rashford tried a header like that maybe five minutes before, and he just didn't quite get it right. Um, and the second time was absolutely perfect. I mean, he could have gone for goal himself, but he obviously saw Pogba's run, and it was just absolutely perfect. Uh, header down. And Pogba, you know, Pogba just had to slide it in, and it was you know kind of the dream. Mm-hmm. The dream return, wasn't he? Got his goal and really that, that completely settled the game. Newcastle did not for anything after that and it was really just United probing and trying to get as many as they could. Yeah,
0: I was watching a French stream when that third goal went in and the commentator slipped to English and said, Pogba is back! It was wonderful. Yeah. A, a great moment for him and fully deserved goal. You know, he had... He's just... He, it's so clear how much of a difference he made in that game. You know, he was wonderful to watch passing vision, just the willingness to take players on and to think forward a little bit more. We've been lacking that so much in the last few weeks and it was so great to have it back. And lovely to see him score in front of the Stratford end, you know, and that was that was game over. You know, 3 1, Newcastle just weren't coming back from that. And maybe we could have added a couple more, but the fourth that we did add was to me probably my favourite. You know, Lukaku hadn't scored for United at least till since September, I think it was, it was mentioned, which is mad when you think about it, considering how many he's already managed yeah. to notch this season. And, yeah. you know, matter there with a really nice little touch. How many times did we see that during the game? Just the interplay between that front four was superb so frequently. You know, the great touches, great passes. And Lukaku sold the keeper down the river so well. It was just he waited just a little bit longer. He had the time to wait, and then he just let the keeper move one step to his right and just smashed it home. Great for him to get that goal. That's gonna be a big, big deal for him because we need him back and yeah. playing and scoring well.
1: If you um if you watch the goal back, Martial's just to Lukaku's left, just towards the edge of the left hand edge of the area. And you can see the way Martial celebrates that he clearly he understands the context of the importance of the goal for for Lukaku. Hands up whether you thought that ball was gonna burst you know, over the bar and into the into the Stretford end you, you, I was worried minutes, it got over a millisecond where it's like, Oh Christ, but that that was an incredibly confident finish from a guy who is has really been struggling in front of goal. But as we've said, United had have not haven't been playing to his strengths at all. And I mean how many how many really clear cut chances has he had in the last six weeks really? It's just been, been a case of trying to bring down Hoofs upfield from the rest of the team were thirty yards behind him. So it made a lot of difference for him today, having having three or four players that's up the pitch, you know, in close proximity to him, and that's what allowed Mata to do do the little one-two, and it's really good persistence. Then, as you say, just to give the keeper the eyes and dummy it, and then just absolutely welly it. And I think um, I think the keeper's probably lucky he wasn't in the way of it. <laughs> he may, have, yeah. may have lost his heed.
0: Yes, I mean, as you said there, the fact that we really haven't been playing to the Kaku strengths was. Over the last couple of weeks, was so evident today when we clearly were playing to his strengths. You know, it helped him so much as you mentioned there. That there was so much more movement behind him. We stretched the play so much better today than we have for quite some time. And Lukaku had a couple. I mean, I I mean, he looked. He was getting better service today, which made such a difference. You know, he was clearly more involved in front of goal. And there are a couple of occasions where you just thinking, oh, it would have been great if you'd have been on the end of that. Rashford headed down instead of Pogba or you'd be Martial for that first goal. But it's just the persistence, as you said there, to keep on working, keep on running, keep on trying, and make sure that when he gets a chance, that he'll do his best to take it. And as you said there, blasted it into the roof of the net. Lovely way to round off an evening scoring. Not that that was the last action of the evening, of course, because, you know, the man who was essentially going to be playing, we're assuming, directly behind him, decided to have a wonderful little cameo at the end. Really nice to have Zlatan back, wasn't it? A really nice moment to see him come back after that terrible injury uh, sustained against Anderlecht. And, you know, enough has been said about how much of a freak he is (laughs) for the way he came back and the speed at which he has returned to, you know, first-team football. It's remarkable. And he didn't look like he's missed a step, did he?
1: No, he didn't. I mean, he was was fortunate and he was coming on in a game where the opposition were you know, well beaten and United were completely in control, and it was p- absolutely perfect. You know, there were so many things that ju- were just perfect today, and you know he was able just to essentially stroll around and link things up a bit, and then he had the, the scissor kick chance towards the end, um, which you know if that had gone in, he would have kind of fulfilled the perfect scenario for the for the game. Um, it could be really important him coming back. I mean, I know we've we've spoken about what role he'd have before. I could imagine Mourinho playing him up front with. Lukaku. But I think, as we've all said, it would be really great if he could try try playing that number 10 role in the hole. Because you know we've seen when he plays when he plays up front, he does drop so deep that he compresses the play. But he's got the quality and the, the vision to play in that role just behind Lukaku. And potentially there's a, there's a real opportunity for him, for them, both he and Lukaku, to really help each other out and lift each other's form. So it's going to be interesting now. I, I, I would imagine that he's going to play a few more... Sort of sub roles as he as he gradually improves his fitness, and then probably see him start on Tuesday, or Wednesday, whenever it is. But yeah, it's so just just gonna be really interesting to see where he fits into the puzzle now and how, what Mourinho wants to do with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you get you got a good indication of Mourinho's sort of feelings from it from the way he described him. He says that and's not ready to play ninety minutes yet, but you know the fact that he's back is great. And Mourinho's reaction to the Kaku's goal was telling as well. You know, he clearly wants to stand by Lukaku and he'll give him time to make sure that he gets back into a good groove of scoring consistently. And one of the things that will entail is playing regularly. So it's not going to be a job share with Ibrahimovic for the next couple of weeks, I don't think. I think you would definitely bring Zlatan back in. We've got so many games coming up. So obviously you want to try and you know use the players at your disposal. I think it's going to be smart management though. And I think for Lukaku Consistency is going to help him a lot in terms of getting back into the groove. Pogba coming back is going to help him immeasurably because United just create more with them on the pitch. That's just a straightforward fact. So that's going to be a massive, massive boom for him. And having a player of Ibrahimovic's experience and quality is only going to make it easier for him to score goals. In theory, you know, I would hope that we're not going to see some of the repetition of some of the issues that we saw last year, where often you know Ibrahimovic was having to come back so deep and drop so deep that we would end up in other players' zones and it would just end up as a big blob and we would really struggle to make ends meet. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case this season if we can keep this form up on a consistent basis or at least keep on creating. Now, that's been the big problem, I think, uh, over the last couple of years is just maintaining good patches of form, right? You know, It's really difficult once you've lost it to try and regain it. And I guess now the challenge for United is taking this result on. And you know, looking at the fixture list winning because that's really all we can do at this stage isn't it? You know, United have got City coming up in December, we've got Brighton and then Watford and then we've got Arsenal and then City City on Sunday 10th of December and realistically with the fixtures that City have, United have just got to be looking to win everything that comes in their path. We have to argue be looking to get three wins out of those three games, right? Such is the pressure on us to make sure that we keep pace.
1: I think that trying to keep pace or concentrating on keeping pace with City is not the best idea. I just think that at the moment they are far and away the best team in this league. That applies to everybody. I'm not suggesting that United are falling short. that They're far, far more developed as a team than United are and really cannot see anybody keep in touch with them this season. They're just too good and they've got too, they've got too many really high-class players that they can lose two or three and still... Still win games, whereas you know most of the other sides have got one or two, three key players that they can't afford to lose. I mean, we saw how Chelsea were when they lost Kanto. really, really fell off. I think we need to just be concentrating on ourselves, trying to win as many games as we can, and trying to win the mini league behind behind City. I don't, I don't think looking at City will will help us. I mean, I forget who it was; someone on Twitter said last two weeks ago before the the Chelsea game, City had already won in the uh, in the, the morning. The early afternoon, and he said, "I hope we don't try and try and match stroke catch City in this game. I hope we don't think we've got to just go hell for three for three points in this game because that's that's not going to, you know, perhaps undo us. But to a degree, it did. I mean, we were very open, but I think ultimately Chelsea just played better than us. But there was an element in that performance of we have to win this game because City have already won." Hmm. I don't think we should. I don't think we should be looking at it like that. I think we should just be trying to win every game that we've got in front of us. I think it's going to be a very tough ask. I mean, obviously we've got the funeral opportunity to beat City, and I am sure we can beat them at home, but we just need to focus on getting a run of form together and really get t- going into the Arsenal game and then the City game with with some form behind us. And you know, we've got the fixture list to do that. We've got Barcelona Wednesday, which is you know it's, it's a no pressure game, and it's actually perfect for the players who are coming back from injury because. You know they can get some minutes, however many minutes in a game, that really doesn't matter that much. Then we've got Brighton at home, and you'd hope that whichever whatever side we put out, we should be winning that game as well. We've got three games. Is, I I'm not sure if the Bristol City games after that, whether it's um, whether it's further down the line. I maybe had it in my head that it was. It's not until the 20th of then.
0: December, mm. right up close to Christmas. Yeah,
1: it's not. Too, that's right. Yeah. So then we've got Watford away, which is you know really quite a tricky one at the moment. But again, you know, absolutely winnable. And if we can win four games before we go to Arsenal, then you know, hopefully we'll, we've got as good a chance as we can of, of getting something there before we play City.
0: Yeah, I guess we're getting ahead um, of ourselves to a certain extent. If we're thinking about the Arsenal game today, well, I mean, Spurs is a way Spurs is a way form in the big games, and the Pochettino is worse than Mourinho's at United, which is quite impressive, really. Blimey, I mean, they really didn't get going at all today, and that 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 reminded me a lot of uh, the last two times I think we've been to Arsenal in the sense that we tried to play an open game to a certain extent and we just got completely done in the second half Arsenal were just able to play on the counter. That's now seemingly how they manage some of those big games. The problem is is that they can barely manage any other style of game for the most part and they only do that particular job two or three times a year. But there we go, that's another discussion. But still, you know, I mean, a performance like this, all right, just Newcastle and, you know, they're not necessarily the most fantastic side in the Premier League whatsoever, but... That The way that we won that and the fact that we've got this squad now looking a bit healthier with Rocco coming back because we know that Mourinho trusts him to do a good job at centre-back and to be fair, I kind of trust him now, he says, touching his desk made of wood. Yeah, it, it does feel like United are now reinvigorated and I guess now the challenge is to keep that going, isn't it? And you would hope that we could go to the Emirates prior to that game against City and come away with a positive result because we've got the tools to be able to do that. And it's going to be interesting to see how we manage this period now, walking up to the City game, to the Derby, and how that's going to be built up depending on the position that we're in. But regardless, you know, so many positives to take out of today. You know, it was funny watching Lindelof, wasn't it? In the sense that he did look very afraid on the ball when, you know, Newcastle was starting to press him. You know, he sent his first pass wide to De Gea. But then he actually carved out a pretty decent opportunity for Lukaku with a really lovely clipped cross.
1: Yeah, I think um, the, the the perception was of that of the signing of Lindelof that he's supposed to be a, a, a centre back who's who's comfortable on the ball, who's a good passer, really to to complement because you know Bailly's many many wonderful things. You know he's a supreme athlete and he's just so wonderful and springy and bouncy and an ace. Um,
0: <laughs> he is ace. I miss him.
1: He is ace, but and and he's you know he's he's good on the ball, but he's not. Um, you know, he's not an exceptional passer. You, you wouldn't sort of look at him as as a mini-Barese type footballer. And I think the, the idea I get, I think, from Mourinho's was to bring in a defender who's a lot more comfortable on the ball, certainly a lot more comfortable than Chris Morley is on the ball. Um, and and it, it, that would aid us building from the back. And that hasn't really been his problem so far. His problem so far has been the fact that he's just defended hopelessly which, you know, in spells, he's actually done very well, and I think he did pretty well for over an hour today. I think he had a much better second half. I think that, that, that ball to Lukaku showed you the, the vision he has and the passing he has. I mean, it's not it's not a ball you could imagine Phil Jones or Chris put putting in. So that's, that's what I think Mourinho's looking for. And if we can actually, if Mourinho can do his defensive magic with Lindelof, then I think we've really got, a very good player there it's just a question of whether he can actually achieve that or not there's definitely there's definitely a player in there it's just it's just whether Mourinho can get it out or not
0: yeah yeah sure I mean you know there's clearly something there he's very well trusted by the national side just come fresh from making sure Italy didn't reach their first world cup since what the yeah. 50s
1: yeah he played really well
0: yeah, yeah I didn't see it but I'll take your word for it but yeah you know that's a significant achievement for sure you know for a young lad of his age so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he gets utilized more. I'm assuming so. I mean, Phil Jones being out. I mean, now the, the perception around oh. Phil Jones seems to be primarily that he plays himself into trouble and seemingly injures himself. From the way Mourinho was talking on Friday, that does not seem to be the case, and he sounded very pissed off with what the England setup had been doing. Six pain-killing injections prior to the game against Germany last week did not seem like a very good idea and Mourinho was particularly nonplussed. Now whether or not that's the actual case or not but Mourinho I'm not 100% sure whether or not it is. That's, that's not great and obviously it's a blow to have Jones back because Mourinho is really starting to put some faith in him so you know I guess it's an opportunity now to see who can be the de facto pairing for the time being. You know maybe it will end up being yeah. by Lindelof.
1: I'd be surprised if, if Lindelof didn't start on Wednesday. Again it's again it doesn't matter he seems to have Preferred him to play in the in the Champions League, hmm. and and to be fair, that's where he's best. He, you know, he's been better suited to that because we, teams don't press as hard as they do in the Premier League, and the game's a bit slower. And he's really that's really suited suited him more. Um, you know, that's the the difficulty is easing him into the speed and physicality of the Premier League, which is the thing that he's really really struggled for. So I think we've got an opportunity for players like him to to play a few games in the next couple of months. Um, and, and really kind of ease their their way into some sort of form. Um, and I, I, as I say, I think I think there's a player in there. We, and with Rocco back, you know, we've got essentially we've got five five international centre backs. I mean, obviously somebody's got something's got to give ultimately. But you know, Rocco did so well at centre back last year, so Mourinho's got a loads of options. He can play three at the back and have two centre backs spare. So it's, it's it's a better situation to be in than where we've seen ourselves in the last few years, which is cobbling together back, back fours from three or four Crocs. <laughs> I guess Basically. as well,
0: thinking <laughs> about if we're going to be doing you know, the likes of three five two a little bit more, having Pogba back in that midfield two alongside Matic is going to help a hell of a lot, right? And yeah. you presume that... I mean, it's not a presumption, actually. I mean, I would really love to see Shaw, given a start, maybe on... Wednesday night in Switzerland. You know there's I understand Mourinho's is thinking he pro- most likely will give it to Blind because he just trusts Blind more. But why not? I mean at this point United need one point from the next two Champions League games, one away against Basel who we'd already beaten 3-0 and then one at home to CSK Moscow who we beat what was it? 4-1, 4-1. 5-1 I mean, yeah you'd expect United to get the job done in one of these games in a quite straightforward manner and if you're not you know you might as well give Shaw a start in one of these and at least see what he's made of because United have apparently exercised the one-year contract right to extend his deal for another 12 months so if you know unless whether or not that's just purely protecting his value I'm not sure but why the hell not you know there's no reason not to and as you mentioned there Ashley Young, as great as he is at delivering crosses right onto the heads of his teammates, not very good at that old defending thing, which is something of an issue because we are going to have to do some of that in the next couple of months, I'm assuming.
1: I, I think Shaw's goose is cooked, to be honest. I, I think Mourinho could have played him in the in the League Cup and didn't. And it's interesting today that Danny Rose, who we've been repeatedly linked with, was completely excluded from the Tottenham squad today, with the, the, the suggestion being that he that he wants to go, and, and so Pochettino doesn't want him around. I, it wouldn't remotely surprise me if United signed Danny Rosen in, in the January transfer window. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Luke Shaw went the other way as, a, as some sort of loan or whatever to, to grease the wheels. So maybe maybe he will play left-back on Wednesday, but I it, I think if he does, it'll just be because he doesn't want to play somebody else. You know, He wants to just rest somebody else and not give them minutes. So I think Shaw's time at United is running very short which is a shame and i do think i think with with him with herrera with matter blint i think they've all got the one-year extensions that we can trigger and i think we've triggered or are going to trigger all four and i think basically that's just to protect their values and get something for them Mm. in the summer
0: i don't know i mean i think with mkhitaryan's issues over the last month or so the value of matter in that sort of contest was shown in spades today surely I don't think Mourinho is really of yeah. a mind to let him go I mean there might be something of a question mark over Herrera but at the same time United need a midfielder of a decent enough quality when we have these situations where we do need to freshen up the team selection a little while and I'm not necessarily sure that based on how good Pogba and Matic are in that duo whether or not Herrera is going to get anywhere near as much game time as he did the last season if they're both fit for the bigger games but it's still a player that you want to have around, someone who will put the effort in, even if he's not always 100% fantastic, yeah?
1: Yeah, but I mean, even if you run them to the end of their contracts, that's 18 months' time. Um, Massa will be in his 30s. And I do think that has lost some trust in in Herrera. I don't think Herrera's done particularly well when he's played this season. No. You can see that he struggles with the sort of tactical discipline that, that, that we really want. I think we... We kind of lost sight of that under Van Hol because everybody was so bad that some players looked good for doing stuff that perhaps wasn't absolutely exceptional, if that makes sense. I think we've seen this season, when when we've got someone like Matic and Pogba, that, that Herrera just doesn't have the discipline or that, that level of quality on, on, on the ball. It wouldn't surprise me if we kept them around for 18 months as we sign again next summer and then even if we didn't sell them then, keep them around to to, to fill the squad out. Hmm. I don't think these Ozil links are, are a figment of someone's imagination. It wouldn't surprise me remotely if, if Mourinho was sniffing around Ozil on a free for the summer. I think we clearly need a high class number ten. If we did keep them around, I think it would be as kind of stocking fillers, you know, squad options while we while Mourinho comp- completes the squad. If Mourinho lasts that long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, the ominous sting in the tail there, Rich. Amazing. Um, I guess that covers <laughs> that game, is not it? You know what a wonderful way to return to action, considering that we dropped points yeah. on both times we returned for mission international duty so far this season. You know, really confident, commanding, and as we've said several times this evening, fun performance. Can we have more of that? That'd be great.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember we didn't win these games last season. We were not not only were we not ten winning draws games.
0: at home, Richard. Well, yeah. Ten. Not only were
1: we not winning games by four goals, you know, three or four goals, we weren't winning a lot of these games at all. So I don't think we should take today's games like today for granted because they, they just didn't happen last year.
0: Hell no, hell no.
1: Um, so we should we should we should revel in the joy of smashing mid-table cannon fodder <laughs> at home.
0: I agree. Let's get on to Twitter questions. Aniket Patkar's got two for us. Do you think we look significantly better with Martial Rashford and the Kaku on the pitch, or all the strategy was good, playing Rashford and Martial sharing the minutes?
1: I think, uh, certainly after that first half an hour, when we were really sort of finding our feet, I think it worked very very well. I mean, we saw that they weren't glued to the touchlines on either side. You know, Rashford particularly you know he was roaming all across the front line. We saw obviously for the third goal, we we saw Lukaku drop to, drop right and, and cross for Rashford to head back across goal. I think it worked really well. And with Matter at ten, you can get away with Matter at ten if you've got loads of pace around him. And that's exactly what we had. You had pace on both sides. And he he's almost playing the same position he always plays, except that notionally he's supposed to be playing on the right hand side as the attacking, but he doesn't because he has to float inside because he can't beat anybody. So all it meant was that he was doing the same job that he always does, but we, he actually had an outlaw on the right to look for and he, to actually provide some some delivery. So I think I think as a first experiment it worked really well
0: yeah it was very very enjoyable you, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of Matt's involvement in the sense that if he's got runners around him that arguably does a lot of his work for him because he doesn't necessarily need to be finding those spaces he will find other people in space which is the great thing about it uh gets second question is uh with our over-reliance on Pogba for midfield creativity and the news coming out uh, that Fellaini might be leaving in the summer how do you think Jose will approach this I guess the easy suggestion there is simply that we'll try and go for another creative midfielder, right? I mean, obviously, that's not going to come cheap and they're not necessarily just tons of them all over the the world of football. But at the same time, you know, if Fellaini does end up leaving in the summer and also, wow, at the idea of him, you know, stalling on a new deal because he wants a pay rise. <laughs> How has it come to this? Oh, well, god. Uh, we,
1: we have to take what we read in the papers as, you know... With a pinch of dubious. salt, yeah of dubious quality but but the, the suggestion in, in the times this week was that he he's asking United have offered him 120,000 pounds a week and he wants more mm. this has been part of our problem I think our salaries have, have gone up and up and up and we've been paying a lot of really average players far too much money and I think it would be ridiculous to put Fellaini on a three-year contract at his age on 150 grand a week it just be absurd and it, and as well as he's been playing in recent weeks, and as much as not recent, so far he's been injured in recent as, weeks. Rich, well, well sorry, yes. <laughs> as, as, well, as well as he's been playing in the, this season when he's been fit, and, and as much as Mourinho says he's incredibly important to him, I think he's one that United just need to move on from. I think we've got a few of those. I mean, just mm. guys like, like ultimately, like Mata and Herrera and Blint and, <gasps> and Fellaini. They're guys. They're guy They're guys who have just. They're, they're good players in their own right but they're just not quite good enough for a really top level side um and you know if we look if we if we work on the basis that we probably try try and sign maybe four players every summer or every year forget we, we need a left back we need um a number 10 probably a right-sided uh, midfielder or winger and then a central midfielder i don't that's that's Quite realistic, I think. So, if we were to lose Fellaini in the summer, or if we were to lose Herrera in the summer, then I think we you know the potential is there to replace them with a better player and reduce the reliance on on Pogba, mm. because because ultimately we I, I can't see us winning anything really serious. I can't see us challenging for a Champions League or, or winning a Premier League title when we're that reliant on a single player.
0: Mm. Chris McGuffin asks, uh, so can we just go ahead and give Pogba the captain's armband when Carrick isn't playing? It's beyond clear now that. He is the definitive leader of this team.
1: As far as I'm concerned, Pogba can be captain forever. Yeah, I agree with that. Even even after he's dead, he can still be captain. We'll bury him in the captain's armband and no one else is allowed to wear it.
0: Yeah, I mean... It
1: is Pogba FC, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I mean, gosh, I love that man. I mean, I'll say that about Mm. many, many people. And quite a large number of folks in this United side too. But good grief. Special love for him. Uh, Steve L. on a similar theme, United look better with the world's best midfielder in their starting 11. Who is surprised? Not us, Steve. Not us. Uh, Rich, your mate, uh, Mac Daddy, at Man City Army 1894 asks uh, Will Rich be getting his hair done like Pogba anytime soon? And does it alarm you how reliant United are on Pogba?
1: I think the answer to the first question is I don't have enough hair to actually do that Mm. Um, as much as I'd love to. The the second is, yeah, (laughs) you know. Is it is what it is. It's not great, is it? You know, we, we've got we've got a world class player. That's great, yay. We need more high quality players around him in that position, mm. and also to you know to, to to replace him when he's not there. So I, I'm happy to give Mourinho three summers to get his team together, and I, I'd be really surprised if he wasn't looking at a midfielder to bridge that gap. Yeah, next, next summer.
0: I mean, I guess you know, Rocco and Ibrahimovic i mean in particular ibrahimovic coming back now that adds united a bit of strength and hopefully a bit of durability so if you know mm. lo and behold pogba is missing another point during this season i guess i don't expect united to cower as much as they did at points during this last bunch of games you know i think united have got more ways to play than just this one if pogba's not around and i think that there must be uh another plan in place to compensate for Pogba's loss if it happens again you know Mourinho can't just keep playing him and then hope for the best and then if we lose him again just simply revert back to the sort of the approach that we had in this last bunch of games it just didn't but, work
1: but that is where we are isn't it that is where we are though i mean ultimately the, the, what we did is we tried to find another another alternative to pogba mm. not being there we couldn't find one because i don't think there is because he's that good and he does that many things i mean you know it's not just you know, his passing at times today was ridiculous. He, he can, you know, he can take players on, he can shoot, he's a goal threat, he can cross I mean, Pogba is basically the midfielder who can do pretty much anything, hmm. certainly in, in an offensive sense. You cannot, we haven't got another player in the squad who can even remotely fill that, that quality gap. Not even, I mean, we haven't got another midfielder who can do two or three of the things that he, could, that he can do as well as he can do them. So whatever we do, if he's not there, we're gonna to have to try and find another way to to play, and we didn't manage to do that while he wasn't there. And I'm not, I'm not sure there is just because he's that good. But I, I, the the benefit we have now is we've got a few midweek games in the, two in the Champions League, and we've got still in the League Cup and whatever, where we don't have to rag him. Mm. We've got more, we've got more players now. We, as you say, we've got Ibrahimovic back. We've got a stronger squad now. And we can go into those games and not have to rag Pogba every single week because last year we were basically trying to keep up pace with the in the Premier League we were trying to win the League Cup which frankly doesn't really matter at all this season and and we were we, we were you know massively massively into the Europa League because it became very apparent that you know we had to win it to get in the Champions League next year so we were playing Pogba in every single game twice a week we don't have to anymore. We don't, well, not certainly not in this patch up until Christmas. I, I think that the conditions are much better now for keeping Pogba fit than they were last season. And, you know, freak freak stuff happens. And it, unfortunately, the, a freak thing happened to him. But it, it shouldn't be for overexertion.
0: Hmm, fair enough. David Joyner with the last one of the night. Will De Gea's irrefutably dodgy haircut result in some kind of bad karma this season? I mean, you'd hope it we already had that really bad be. karma.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is an incredibly shit bun, though. So
0: It's not the greatest bun, but you're just jealous. I've seen you. You can't get anywhere near that.
1: He's had some bad haircuts, though, hasn't he? I'm not actually sure this is any worse than the kind of wonky high hair he used to have. <laughs> the wonky high... The kind of the massive, like, comb back. But it wasn't straight as well. So maybe he's, maybe it's an actual improvement.
0: Alright, Grandad. Just maybe, leave him be. It's fine.
1: Maybe Adorno likes it. <laughs>
0: Michael uh, Channel 4's Michael Crick with uh, the the last thought of the evening. Uh, in beating Newcastle today, United equaled a club record of 38 home games unbeaten, first achieved in 1998 to 2000. Go us! And on that alarmingly cheerful note, we'll uh, we'll call it a, n- a night. Thanks very much for your company, Rich guys. Thank you very much for listening don't forget you can get us all over twitter you can get rich at richercan 76 you can get me at at you and Leonard. you can get the pod at at redvoicesmufc and you can get that pod across well I'm assuming you listen to it on something but you can get it on soundcloud, you can get it on itunes you can get it on podbean, Beyond Pod. pretty much anywhere where podcasts are readily available, have yourselves a superb week, cheerio!